because this is the day that you have made. And Lord, more specifically, as I was looking this morning at your word, you said, this is the day that you have done it. Lord, we believe as we've sung, not only that you'll do it again, but that you've done it again, God. That this morning your purposes have prevailed, God. That you have, you have been doing exactly everything that is in your mind to do this morning, God. So Lord, I pray, God, today. Lord, I pray for those who are hurting today, Lord God. I pray, God, that you would strengthen and that you would heal. Lord, I pray for those who are angry today, God, that you would just hold that with them, God. And you would let the fire of your Holy Spirit speak to their spirit, God. Lord, I pray for, for those who are, who are confused today, Lord God. I pray for clarity from your word. Lord God, I pray for those who are hungry that they would be filled. For those who are thirsty that they would drink from the stream of the living water. Uh, for those who feel very poor in spirit that they would receive the riches of your grace and your mercy this morning, God. Thank you for the word that you're bringing to us. Lord, we want to receive it with gladness but also with humility and a willingness to obey. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's welcome our youth pastor, Pastor Angel. Hello, good morning, good morning. I am so happy to be here with you guys. Uh, see the right redness of my eyes. I am running on like three hours of sleep. <laughs> uh, my daughter was a little sick. Uh, that's why you don't see my wife and my, my daughter here. Um, she was in the hospital last night. So we didn't get to go to bed until really late. And I had to get up to preach today. So I'm excited, though. Are you guys excited? <laughs> so don't let, don't let that fool you, okay? Um, so let's just start off, with, um, let's start off with a scripture today. And then we'll go from there. We're going to start off with Genesis 1, 1 to 3. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless. It was empty, dark. Was, uh, darkness was all over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God hovered over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Today, my message today is called God is in control. Amen. But I wanted to just start something a little bit different today um, because I am a youth pastor and I like to uh, be a little bit spark. Yeah, so I, I need a volunteer. I'm going to pick up a volunteer. My volunteer is going to be Lori. Where are you, Lori? You've been on me all day. Where are you? Come on. Where? Come on, Lori. I need a volunteer. So Lori gave me, Lori has given me um, 10 minutes, you said? 20 minutes to preach, okay? So now I'm at 18, okay? So we have an illustration that we're going to do with Lori. Uh, uh, once Dan comes, Dan is coming down right now. He's coming. Lori, what you're going to do is there is something in this box. You got to tell me what it is. All right. It's come right there. What I can promise you is that it doesn't bite. No looking. Lori. Put your hands in. Because you've seen it. What? <laughs> Come on.
Come on, Lori, put both hands in. No, it, I don't know. Oh, it moved? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, it's a game. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lori. Till it out. You give it up. Ah, uh, Lori, come on. It's, oh, it, okay, it's a little, it's a lizard. It's a lizard. I swear, it's a lizard. Pull out the lizard. It's only a lizard. It doesn't bite. It, you know, it's a lizard. It's a lizard, guys. It's actually a lizard. She, she does her research on this. So Xavier's not here, but it's an actual lizard. Whoa, it's a lizard. No, it's a fake lizard. All right. It was wet, and it has gel all over it to make it slimy. Yes, yes. So that's kind of funny, right? You see her reaction. She doesn't know what it is. Everyone is, everyone is scared of what? The unknown. And that's where it's fun. This is all funny when you're playing a prank on someone and you're doing this. But what happens when it's actually your life? When you, because understanding, understanding that God is in control is understanding that you're not. And we love to be in control. We love to feel like everything is going to play out the exact same way we planned it. And when things, when things fall out of the unknown, that's when fear, anxiety comes in. Fear of the unknown. You see that God created everything in the unknown. What do you do? What do you do when you don't have control of the situation that you're in? What do you do when you don't have control of the outcome? What do you do when what's going on is not in your power or in your hands? Can we be real? Does not feel good. It's the lack of control that kills the inside of us. It's the lack of control that harms our animals. I mean, when everything is going great and you have control of what your life looks like right now, you can literally lift your hands and say, God is good. When you, when you have control of what's going on in your life, yeah, you can tell everyone about Jesus. But what happens when you don't have control and you're in the middle of darkness? The unknown is the biggest fear. But when we lose control, fear, the unknown, the root of anxiety comes in. Fear and anxiety is the two of the most powerful weapons of the enemy. Anxiety can, dis uh, can disguise itself as anger or harmful uh, attitudes, being destructive to relationships and to yourself. The longer we fight fear and anxiety, it will control your every desire and your every move. Can I tell you that no matter, no matter how in control that, that you are not in control, the lack of, in con of control over your life, God is still in control. And we as Christians, we don't live in the control that we have. We live in the, contr the control that flows from him. 
the confidence in who he is gives us the confidence in how for us to live as Christians. Because even though I may not have control, he still does. And he's still good. And he's still faithful. And he's still just. So no matter what we have to go through, God is still in control. The first thing I want you guys to understand is this. God can make something out of nothing. As, as humans, we just fear the unknown and not knowing, not to being, not being sure or the understanding, but we need to understand that God moves and God works in the unknown. We see it in, in the book of Genesis, in the first book of the Bible, where there was nothing, there was complete darkness. There was complete darkness. There were not even the air that you're breathing now. Because we, 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 we confuse that, that God, we confuse and we forget sometimes that God is out of time and out of space. So there was complete darkness and God created everything that you see out of the unknown. I come to tell you that no matter how you feel inside, no matter how destroyed and how, and how, how, the word I want to use is no matter how fearful you are, God is willing to make something out of your nothing. God can do it because God has control over it all. God thrives in the unknown, in the empty, because God is something. And when he is somewhere that is empty, he is everything. He is completion. There's no need, there's no want in God. God is complete. He is 100%. There's never a fear in God. It's in, our, it's in our unknown where anxiety tries to bring us to a stage of depression. Fear is not fear of not knowing how things are going to turn out. Not knowing if someone will ever love us again. Not knowing what our next steps are. Not knowing what you're going to do after the doctor visit. The fear of the unknown. But can I tell you that God thrives in the unknown. And God can make something out of nothing. When you feel inside of yourself that there's chaos and there's emptiness, remember that God is in control. That trusting in God can make everything, I mean, God can make something out of nothing. If if the right, if right now you are under the sound of my voice, I heard God tell me today, this morning, at 5 o'clock in the morning, to tell you that he's making something out of your nothing. Maybe you came in here not knowing what's going to happen with you. Not knowing what's going to happen with your future and your kids and 
what's going to happen with um, how you're going to pay these bills and how you're going to get through this situation and how you're going to do this. God told me to tell you today, and you're here for a reason. God wanted me to tell you that he's making something out of nothing. Don't give up. He's in control. He is in control. There's nothing unseen by God. No matter if you're in the darkest parts of your life, God is in control. Because God does all things good, and God wants you to completely acknowledge who he is, that he's in control, and that he's in the middle of your darkness. The second thing, when you feel like you're not in control, I come to tell you that be faithful. Be faithful. Because a lot of times as humans, right, I mean, it's a typical human thing, right, that when, we, when, when we, things are not in control, we want to figure it out. And then we start doing things that you know that are way out of your character. You know you were raised better than that. You, knew, you know that after you make that decision that you're going to make, being desperate, having fear and anxiety, you know you're going to regret it. God told, wants me to tell you to be faithful. Mother Teresa says, being faithful in the small things because in them strength lies. It's in the small things that God is calling us to be faithful. We see in the Bible, in the book of Job, we see that Job was a faithful man. Job had everything. He had everything. I mean, he had lots of kids, lots of animals, lots of money. Lost, I mean, he was a faithful man of God. And God is bragging about Job. And Satan goes up to him and says, hey, the only reason why he's faithful to you is because of what you, ha- what you have given him. So guess what happens? Job becomes tested. And Job loses everything. All his kids dead. All his animals gone. All his money. Everything gone. Now um, Job is in emptiness. Job is in the midst of the unknown. For something that he did, nope. Something that he did, something that he deserves, nope. Says the Bible says that he was faithful. God brags about Job. But can I tell you that, guess what? We live in a fallen world, and there's certain things that's going to happen to us that we don't deserve. And it has nothing to do with God. And lots of times, because we don't, we've had the la- we don't have control of the situation, God, but why me? I can name ten other people that deserve this. Come on, you got to be real up here, Harford City Church, all right? You know there's some people that you're like, this person deserves this. When something happens to that person, you're like, yeah, you, yeah, man, you deserve that. Right? Job could have been that person. Yes, Job complained. He wished he was never born. He lost it all. I mean, come on, let's be real here. I mean, we stub our toe and we, we swear like three times. I mean, let's be real. We're like, God, my God, my God. Like, I mean, come on. We, 
freak out over the little things that we don't control. When the kids don't go to bed on time. Your husband forgot to pay the bill. Sorry, wife. You know, like, like the not having the control. We all freak out. The point of joy, uh, the, at that moment, Job wished he was never born. But Job was in the midst of the unknown and what was next and what, what was empty in his life. But Job sat back and realized that God was in control. God had a plan. Because in those, at that time, Job was going through the most difficult parts of his life, but he decided to stay faithful and he trusted in God. Job stood faithful. Job stood faithful and because of God, because of that, God returned everything he had and more. God gave him everything and more because he was faithful. Be- why? Because Job acknowledged God's unlimited power and in, admitted to the, imita- the limitations of his human knowledge. He acknowledged that he depends on God. When you are stuck in the, when you're stuck in the unknown and you have no control, what happens? Do you depend on God? Do you depend on God? Second uh, Chronicles 16:9 says, "For the eyes of the Lord are looking throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts fully loyal to Him." Listen, God is looking throughout the earth, looking for people that are willing to be faithful to him. God has the ability to change it all. God has the ability to change it all. No matter what you're going through in the unknown, and no matter what's going on inside of you, God is calling you to be faithful. Faithful is what, is, faithful looks like good prayer. Faithful is searching his kingdom. Faithful is community. Why is it that when we are a Christian and we're going through something, the last place we decide to go to is community? We were, can I, can I tell, I say this to my youth all the time and um, probably mentor one of my youth and they'll probably say it, I say it every time. We were not designed to do life alone. So why is it that every time things are falling out of control, we want to do it alone? We were not designed to do life alone. Um, few, uh, last year, um, last year, it was one of the worst, like really, it was bad. Really bad. And I came here, you guys see me, I preached, I did youth ministry, I did everything I had to do here at Hudson City Church. Without no one knowing, I was five months behind in mortgage. $8,000 they already sent me foreclosing. I just bought the house. No one knew anything. Me and my wife. 
behind on all my debt, everything. I literally jumped to a job that I thought was the best thing for me. And I really felt that I, God was calling me there. I swear it was, I felt that God was calling me there. I didn't know that. And I paid the price. And But you know something? In the midst of all that, me and my wife eating soup every night and eating at my mother's house, my mother-in-law's house, everyone coming to my house, jumping in my pool, literally having cookouts, doing all this stuff. That I didn't buy any of the food. I mean, my brothers will tell you they brought everything. They didn't even know that they were just like literally blessing me without knowing. Right? I'm over here eating peanut butter jelly pretty much every day. No one knew anything. I was over $8,000 in debt, in mortgage, behind in my house. You know something? I stood faithful. I stood faithful. My thing was, I told my wife, we're going to stay faithful. We're going to still give. We're going to still plant seeds. I, get, I came here every week, and when they said it was time to pick up the offering, I gave my offering. When I, get it, when I went on YouTube, Pastor would tell you, every time we did anything at YouTube last year, a lot of it, Funded it. Took my youth out to eat, but I funded it. I came here and I preached. I did everything I had to do. I was faithful. And because I was faithful, God blessed me. I can officially say that I am I am pretty much debt free. God has God has brought me to a place, to a job that has supplied more than my needs to the point that in two weeks I'm going to Jamaica. Thanks to my, my job. Like, literally, like, I'm going to Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to eat some jerk wings and, you know, my oxtail. You know, listen, listen, let's stop. Some of you guys are fasting. <laughs> right? Literally, like, I, they sent me down to New Jersey. They booked up at a hotel, and literally, I was ranked one of the top. I, w- I was actually ranked number one rookie of the quarter. I was only there for six months. God gave me so much favor, so much grace. I got to meet like high managers. Like God was being, God was faithful to me because I was faithful to him. When you're not sure and you're stuck in the unknown, I tell you, I understand it's not the easiest thing to do. And you are going to cry. And you are going to pout. And you are going to say, God, why? You are. But just be patient. Because he still is in control. Amen? Number three. Replace worry with worship. Replace worry with worship. We see in a different story in the Bible in, um, in at the book of Acts 16, 16 through 40, that Paul and Silas was just walking around preaching the gospel, doing absolutely nothing. And they got sent to jail. And I understand that the jails now, these days, I mean, you have a TV, right? You have like TVs and you have nice beds and stuff like that and internet and stuff like that. The jails back then. I mean, we're talking about a dirt on the ground, Pastor? Like, there's probably dirt, on, like, literally they just dig a hole or whatever it is, and a 
cave or whatever it is, that was jail. And we see that Paul and Silas got thrown in jail. And in the midst of pretty much not knowing when they were going to get out, they didn't know when they were getting out. They could have left them there for years, just forgot about them. They lost, like pretty much could have said, they lost it all. But they chose to switch worry into worship. They chose to decide to worship God in the hardest points of their life, even though they did not have control. And they didn't deserve it. They knew that God would take them out. When you worship him, no matter how hard it is, no matter how much you scream, no matter what you do, if you worship him, he will make a way. You see, because when you worship, it activates faith. And understanding that, that worship has nothing to do with us and everything to do with him. Worship is a heart posture. How are you, pars- how are you leaning over? How is your heart leaning towards God? That is worship. And then no matter what they were going through, they were singing hymn songs. They were still willing to worship God. I want to share an illustration. I want someone to share an illustration of this time. Donna, tell us.
one of the things that he, when she was telling me about that story was that that moment when they knock on her door and she was sitting down and she was reading scripture and she was worshiping God at that moment. And as I was preparing like this morning, I was just like, this is what's true. And God brought that through that, that testimony back to mind. He's like, do you remember this? She decided to turn her worry into worship, and God supplied. It does not mean that we do not, that we, uh, that we cannot complain. Let's be real. Let's be honest. And a lot of times, um, as pastors or Christians, sometimes people think that, oh, it's because we want to have God in control, that God's supposed to be in control, that we're not supposed to, Oh, God, come on, another again. Come on, God. Like, that's not realistic. God knows that we're going to complain. It's when we dwell there and we do absolutely nothing to move forward. You can say what you want to say to God. You can complain. But, God, I'm changing this, complaining into worship because I know you're going to make a way. And we see that in the story of Paul and Silas. We see in the story of Paul and Silas that even though when they were worshiping, yeah, God got them out, but also everyone around them came out as well. So can I tell you that sometimes your hardest situation is to bring, will also bring everyone else around you out. Sometimes God will use your situation to show his glory to other people. Because I can bet how many of those people came to encounter God through that one situation. I come to tell you, God is in control. We must tell our emotions, we must guide our emotions through our faith. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be worried about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your, your body. What you will wear is not, is not life more than food and body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They, are, they do not store or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? I come to tell you today that God is in control. I come to tell you that if no matter what you're feeling in life, no matter what's going on in your life, God can change the unknown, the emptiness, the destruction that you feel inside. God can make something out of nothing. All I ask you is that if you, just, if you really would want God to change that, first, be faithful. He's asking you to be faithful. 
turn your, turn your worry into worship, and God will make a way. Maybe you're here today, and things have not turned out to be very easy for you. Maybe for you today, you're here, and you're like, listen, angel, that's happening to me right now. God is telling you today that he has control, and that all things turn out for the good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you, God, for today. We understand, Lord God, that you are in control. Father, give us, the, Lord God, the, the strength to, to believe, the strength to walk this out, God. The strength to trust you, the faith to worship you in the midst of all situations. To trust you and understand that you're not far away, that you're not distant, that you are in the midst of our darkness, that you are looking at us, that you care about us, and that we matter to you. Father, I just ask you, Lord God, for every person that's here, that you give them the courage, the strength, to trust in you. In Jesus' name, What I want to do is lead us in a time of prayer, responding to what angel has uh, presented to us this morning, what the Lord has given to us. And, and, and I, I want to encourage you in this moment. We're going to take just a few moments. We have plenty of time this morning. Um, because we believe in, in just freedom in the spirit, um, there's different ways that you can pray and worship. So I'm going to invite you during this prayer time to simply bow your head where you are to kneel. If you'd like to come up and pray, you can come up. The altar is going to be open. If you'd like to stand just where you are. So there's three ways you can pray. You can kneel, you can come forward, you can stand. I want to share with you this verse from Proverbs chapter 19. Many are the plans of a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And that just kept coming to me over and over. It's the Lord's purpose that prevails. The Lord's purpose that prevails. And there's three arenas that I think we find ourselves in this morning mentally. Um, one is very personal. Maybe something is said that's really touched you. And you need to know today that the Lord's purposes will prevail in your life. Amen. Does anybody need that? If I don't want you to just raise your hand if you need that right now. Because it's just a matter with your body saying, yes, God, I need to know that your purposes will prevail in my life. And if you want to pray about that, I want you to pray that and just, and just let those words speak over your life. And again, you can pray wherever you are. So let's just go into that time of prayer, shall we? Just, just go ahead. Get yourself into a prayer posture. You may want to stand. You may want to just lean forward and kneel. You may want to raise your hands. You may want to come forward right now as the music is playing. You may just need to stand in the presence of the Lord. Do you need to know today that the Lord's purposes will prevail in your life? You may have a lot of plans. Those plans may not be going well. You may have plans that you think are good, but the Lord's purposes, His plans will prevail in your life. Amen. Just receive that this morning. Receive that. You came here today to know that God is in control. Amen. Amen. God is in control. As we just heard, God is in control. Another arena some of you may be in is for someone else in your Right now you're carrying a burden for a loved one, for a friend, for someone you know. And would you right now start praying that God's purposes would prevail in their life, amen? Amen, God is telling you today you may have been praying, but don't give up. Do you hear that? You're praying for somebody today and God says, don't give up. 
because my purposes will prevail in their life. Don't stop praying right now, interceding. Right now, say, God, let your purposes prevail in this person's life. Because as much as you love them, God loves them even more. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, today that you love the those, that you love those I love even more than I do. Amen. I am thankful today, God. I am totally dependent on the fact that you love those that I love. Some of us are in this third realm of thinking about the world that, let's be honest, looks pretty messed up and out of control right now. There are leaders who are, who are not leading. There's injustice on the right and on the left. And I mean that literally and in every way possible. Do you believe that the Lord's purposes will prevail in this world? believe, don't stop praying for our country, for our government, for our state, for our leaders, for the world. Would you just, just say this as, as part of your prayer, just say, Lord, your purposes will prevail. Lord, your purposes will Thrive in the unknown. You make something out of nothing. Hallelujah. We praise you, God. Worship the Lord, sisters and brothers. Worship Him in this moment. Worship Him. Let the Lord speak to your heart about your life, the life of those you love. God is opening our eyes to see that his purposes will prevail. Hallelujah, Lord God. Open our eyes, Lord God. Let's see your perfect vision, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, together we pray for this community, for Hartford City Church. Lord, we believe that your purposes will prevail, God. We believe with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That what you have called, you will bring into reality. What you have begun, you will complete. That you are faithful, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray for this church, for strength, for faithfulness, for a growing strength of community, God. Lord, we pray for this community we live in, God. We pray that your purposes would prevail in this neighborhood, God, in this city of Hartford, God, in the Capitol building where all the decisions are being made. We pray that your purposes will prevail, God. Hallelujah, Lord. We declare and proclaim that you are in control, that you are sovereign. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And would you also give thanks to God? I always like to remind us to close our times of prayer with thankfulness. Because it is always right and proper to give God thanks. If he's spoken a word to you today, give him thanks. If he's given you a little hope, give him thanks. If he's given you some courage, give him thanks. If he's given you people in your life that you love dearly, give him thanks for those people. As frustrating as they may be, give him thanks. Because God has put people in your life. You don't have to be alone. Hallelujah. We thank you. 
thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Just give thanks. one of the concrete ways that we put all this into action is we give. The act of giving is an act of faith. It's saying, God, I trust you no matter what. It's an act of belief that, yes, God, we believe in this community. We believe in this movement. We believe in what Hartford City Church is about. You know, it's an act of declaration of saying, God, you're in control. And it's one way, one small way that we give to God what we think we can control Amen. But as Pastor Angel preached, and I'm sure we all said amen, sometimes we realize we're not always in control. But God will provide. He's promised that. He will take care. He's promised that. So today, let's give generously. Let's give joyfully. And if you are able, we always say if you're able, there's no pressure or obligation to give. But if you are able, let us give with boldness and with confidence in declaration that, God, you are in control of everything. So I invite you to stand if you are able. I'm going to pray for the offering, and then we'll sing and worship together. Lord God, we pray that this offering, God, would be our declaration of trust in you this morning, God, knowing that not only will you provide for all the needs we have here at the church, but you will provide in abundance for every single person and situation here, God. We declare through this offering this morning that you are God, you are in control, and your purposes will prevail. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.